Hey everybody, Matt Lawton here, and this is the Astrological Winds channel, and I'm going to take a look at the astrological weather forecasts for the week of September 13th through the 19th, and I remember last week I started by showing charts again, uh, or started by showing charts on the new moon instead of just my face talking to the camera, so I kind of like that and I wanted to do that again this week so that's what we're looking at it's a chart for actually Monday um and the main thing I really wanted to show is like I can just show you guys um some of the main signatures of the week are in this chart um and so like it's a it's an interesting week there's not a real lot going on but there's some interesting energy to work with um there's a little continuation of the story of last week with the jupiter eris sextile and an opportunity to make like positive changes in the patterns um in life so i want to go through that a little bit um and that's actually toward more towards the end of the week and in the beginning of the week uh, mars actually changes signs goes into libra and the Sun and Neptune have their annual um, opposition this week, too. Um, so there's some few things to talk about here. Um, so let's start with that. Um, so because as you can see in the chart here, here's the Sun and there's Neptune down there. And you can see 21, 21. So they're on Tuesday they're going to be exactly opposite. And on Monday, why I kept the Monday chart up is, you'll notice the moon and Sag here on Monday, and it's an exact T-square, this red, red uh, triangle here. Um, the moon squaring the sun, first quarter, or a, a second quarter square to the sun, and then we also have it squaring Neptune. So this Sun-Neptune opposition is going to be a lot of the energy we feel at the beginning of this week. And, you know, normally this can bring a lot of confusion. Um, you know, Neptune, as I've said before, is, you know, the great dissoluter of energy. And, you know, the Sun is all about, you know, willful, active energy so it can dissolute a lot of that energy and how that can happen with uh with the sun opposite neptune is it can bring in a lot of confusion and uncertainty on what you want to do or like kind of where you want to go from here and it's because we've become more aware of subtle energies that, you know, Neptune puts us in touch with the subtle world. It's all about like psychic energy, that kind of energy. It's tapped into the great unconscious collective unifying force field type energy. So it really, and that's why it can dissolute a lot of the physical kind of world type energy and can leave us you know especially when our sun's involved the sun's involved can leave our like ego that kind of part of us the will really kind of confused but like i said so we're you know we become aware of like these subtle energies in our lives and when it's an opposition it's usually because it's been brought in by another person 
or like some kind of relationship kind of situation, you know, that, you know, that we've kind of like maybe run into, you know, something that inspired us, you know, in some way, but at the same time, you know, um, brought confusion because the inspiration may fire up our ideals and we can see how we're like not really where we want to be with those ideals. It's like some new information. So now it's like, I want to like, kind of, you know, bring that into my life. But like, then it's causing confusion because how do I do this? You know, how do I bring this into the real world? So what it ends up ultimately doing is making us kind of indecisive um, because of that. And, and really, you know, trying to decide what to do can be, um, you can, can be a little bit tricky. And, you know, there's really, it's hard to, um, to like, basically hold on to anything solid as in when you're making your decision making and you can also you know it can also bring people in your life or you're dealing with certain people in one-on-one -on -one situations in your life that are difficult to deal with because they're kind of discouraging they they kind of bring you down you know and may not like support what your ideals are and where you're trying to go. So that can almost feel like they're sucking your energy away. There's that dissolution of Neptune again. And that once again can lead to a lot of confusion because you know, if you have people in your life and you're making these changes, then you're kind of like feel or feeling like you want to make changes based on, you know, new energy in your life. Then it's kind of like, you know, maybe difficult for um, them to, you know, deal with that. And, and so what we can do a lot of times is collapse actually, and not do that. And then be play the victim or play the martyr in this situation. And we have to be aware of that, that, you know, that, you know, it's easy to just kind of like give in. And so it's really, you know, whenever Neptune is involved and we're embodied in a physical body, in a physical world, it's always going to be about a test of boundaries too. So it's going to be one of those things of like, you know, where, where, where we're really going to have to be clear with our boundaries, but it is not a good time for real world negotiations and business, any kind of contracts, agreements, um, things like that. And the reason being is there's going to be information you don't know about that's being hidden from you quite possibly purposely. Um, and so it's like a lot of covert energy. You may actually be contributing to yourself um, by not, um, you know, specifically giving all the facts and details you may need in that kind of relationship too. That's trying to hammer out an agreement. So, so, and, and it literally can get to a point of out and out, like, you know, lies, lies, deceptions, um, covert maneuvers, switch all of course, once again, adds to the confusion of this. So what, um, but you know, what this can be, this square, and you know, the square is always a challenge, is that, you know, it, it can be an opportunity to find what 
is like, you know, what we call like a soulmate kind of partnerships, different kinds of partnerships with people that start up that you kind of aligned with over those values and ideals. So it's like almost like a, more of a spiritual connection, you know, otherworldly psychic connection with, with people that you're sharing those and, and just having like this empathic emotional connection with those people. And so very interesting energy there. And, um, I'm sorry, I lost the screen here. There it is. It's back. Um, very interesting energy there, um, that, that, um, we can use, but you know, you just have to remember it's going to feel nebulous this week, no matter what it's cause it's new stuff and it really hasn't settled. And so it's not really taken root in the real world yet. So on the same day, on Tuesday, on the same day that, you know, the sun is exactly, you can see Mars here at 2912 Virgo. And that means that tomorrow, on Tuesday, it's going to go into Libra. Now, when Mars goes into Libra, traditionally, it's very weak there or considered weak there. And that's because it's in what we call its detriment. And and, and the main reason why is really this, you know, it's, it's like, you know, these, these old um, rulerships and stuff were based on like, you know, a more traditional society. Um, so like Mars is all about the individual taking action and Libra is all about having to check in with others first. So that doesn't like really, Mars doesn't like that. You know, Mars, when it decides it wants to do something, he just wants to go. So, you know, the warrior just wants to go. So when it goes into Libra, you know, it has to like consider, um, its effect on others and 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 other information so so it can slow down the decision making process and can even seemingly um you know create like um indecisiveness you know um and and so you know it's just um and, and but it's interesting because you know mars you know, I really think in this day and age, it's good when Mars is in Libra, actually, because we have such a, um, like, yang, male-oriented, um, aggressive, active type of society, for the most part, in the world, that, like, when Mars goes into Libra, it takes some of that edge off. And I think, you know, people can, like, maybe look for more peaceful solutions to um, the distress in their life and, and the conflicts, I should say, is a better way to say it, the conflicts in their life. And, and it's, you know, it just, um, you know, instead of being like a warrior that's like going out for itself, you know, it's more like a warrior for everybody. So it's like being a peaceful warrior would be a excellent way of manifesting Mars in Libra for the next few weeks. And, um, you know, it's interesting too, because it is, you know, Mars in Libra will go to war too. And in fact, many of the greatest generals in history were, um, strong Libra energy. And it's because, you know, people will go to war over what they think their version of peace is. 
So that's, you know, one of the dangers of Mars and Libra too, that if it does get backed into that corner like that, it will, you know, literally go to war for what it believes and if it's pushed to that point. But it is going to try to work things out. It is going to try to work cooperatively with others and make compromises and try to align its actions with other people. So this is a great time to do that. You know, I mean, you remember, Libra can get competitive too, you know, especially in one-on-one -on -one situations, you know, so there's, a, you know, that's where some of the indecision can come in too. But, the, you know, this is a Mars energy that wants to fight for what its version of fairness and justice is. And like I said, it can at times take a while to figure that out and seem indecisive. All right. So, and then if you remember last week, I talked about the, um, the uh, Jupiter sextile Eris and, you know, how we can think about Eris, the goddess of chaos in a positive way, because, you know, chaos is one of those words that just really, you know, can be a triggering kind of word. And yet we have chaos theory, um, the new science, the new physics that shows us when we just introduce the smallest changes into a system or pattern, like one individual making a change can create a rippling effect, a butterfly effect, where it ripples across and creates change in the system. So that is introducing chaos into the system, but in a very positive way that creates new energy out on the edge of the system. And it's actually where evolution is occurring, where growth is occurring. And so this week, we have another golden opportunity. Here's Eris, still at about 24 Aries. I mean, Aries for 600 years or by the time it gets out. And here's Jupiter, and you can still still see very tight, still, still retrograde at uh, 24 Aquarius, and very tight in that sextile to Eris. So, so... The opportunity is still very right. And this week, the sun, you can see it's at, you know, about 21 here on Monday. So by Thursday, when the sun moves about a degree a day, it will be also at 24 degrees, which will be forming what we call a yod, which is two quincunxes of the sun going to Jupiter and Eris, which looks like a arrow or finger pointing in one direction and very fateful type energy. This means that a lot of us are going to be called into this positive chaos energy this, this week, that things may occur this week that seem out of our control, seem like the world is pushing us in a certain direction, down a certain path. And if we resist that path, if we try to even change what that path is we can easily go astray and get into like wreckage accident thing like that so the best thing to do with these yards is to stay allow the ride to occur on that path and 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 make and, and it will usually bring us to a very positive place of change where we can let go of a lot of old things and in this case introduce some new chaos some new energy into our patterns that will start to change our lives the sun our life path our journey 
in life. So it's very interesting. Now, you know, with the, with the sun and Jupiter together, that can really jack energy up. And so can, and when you think about Eris, what is she going to do? She's going to jack it up too. So I think what's going to be the most difficult thing about this yacht is to get so jacked up about like what you want to introduce of the changes into your patterns that positive chaos may be like too much at once or trying to make too big of a leap or trying to or getting into the mindset that just the idea of it alone is enough to do that which yes that can seed it our thoughts seed what happens but when there's a sextile when there's an opportunity we have to take the opportunity Many times we're not, we won't actually run with it. And things will feel really good about a lot of the things we learned and stuff, but we might not take it nearly as far as we can. So, but we have to be really, really careful with those three together of really blowing things up and letting them spin out of control because it's like, it can be such a positive zap of high spirited energy that, you know, you could just really be just spinning and, and just like really, you know, start to like, um, miss a lot of the details and things, but we're going to get some help here on the same day on Thursday. And you see, it's getting close here again. Here's the sun in Virgo. And here we've got Pluto down here at 24 Capricorn. So remember I said, the sun will be at 24 by Thursday an exact trine to Pluto on the same day. Wow, how powerful that is going to be because that brings up very powerful energy from deep within us, strong, emotionally charged energy that really moves things. And with the trine, it, it just flows out and, and we are into it. We want that stuff to move. We're, will, we're ready to let it go. So we're going to have some powerful experiences that get deep inside us and really have a way of like looking at ourselves and be willing to make the leaps that we want to go for the changes in life that we want to get. And, you know, what motivates us will be like having a willing desire to reform parts of our life. So there's a great, great week for transformation this week. When we think about sun opposite Neptune, combined with sun trine Pluto, combined with sun in a yod to Jupiter Eris, we have an opportunity this week to really be able to bring our ideals in to action, to change our own lives, to influence the others around us by making a good impression about, you know, how we take on these things and like, our, and allow some new changes to come in that are going to bring us to another place. So it's a very, very powerful movement of energy this week. And we can really clear a lot of blockages, a lot of psychic debris 
can really, really find new ways to change our systems and get more out of like what we're doing with others and transform everything around us. Now, I wanted to talk about one last aspect this week. And this one's, you know, this one's probably, a, you know, the toughest one of the week. It comes at the end of the week on Friday. And uh, you'll see Venus is up here in Scorpio. So still in detriment, which I talked about last week. And it's going to square Pluto by, um, or it's going to square Saturn. I'm sorry. It's going to square Saturn here in Aquarius by Friday. And so that's a, that can be a tough one. You know, it can, it can make us really take a step back from the relationships that are important to us right now and really assess them and really do a cold, sober look or wash of them and decide which ones are worthy of our real time and effort and which ones are not, which ones are inhibiting us from moving forward. So it can, it can make us feel a little bit lonely inside. And because of that, you know, it can make us feel like, you know, that we can't quite ever completely relate to other people and how we really feel inside. So it can kind of make us feel like we're on an island on that level but you know it really is like one of these things where we're measuring what we put in versus what we get out of different relationships and really giving that a sober assessment and it will favor you know more stable solid business like non-emotional type relationships those type of relationships can get some work done if they've come to like, you know, an agreement of the value of that relationship. And it will be a little bit tricky at times finding that because Mercury is going to square um, Queen Kong's Neptune the same day, which can definitely you know, get our ideals a little bit mixed up and not quite clear. But, but yeah, so it may be a day, you know, it's Friday going into Saturday a bit, and it may be some time where, you know, you may just need some downtime alone to assess the state of some of your more current serious relationships. All right. Well, that's it for this week. I think it's really a good week um, for some change. It's not going to, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the Neptune thing is going to make it a little bit nebulous in the beginning. But I think, you know, if we can allow the, the path to unfold before us, and when we get the supercharges of energy, you know, not allow it to make us go like, into a state of like, you know, where we're spinning kind of out of control, like try to like bring it back down and bring some transformation in. And, and we can get a lot of self-transformation out of that and also have that change the world around us. Um, so real, real, real uh, transformative opportunities this week. All right, I'm Matt Lawton. This is the Astrological Winds channel. It is on YouTube every week on Monday. It is a free service. The best way you can pay me back is to please pass the link along to somebody else you know who might be interested. Um, if you'd like to give me a donation, that's fine. My Venmo, my um, Zelle can be looked up under my last, under my email or last name, it's Matthew Lawton, L-A-U-T-E-N, and my email is M-A-T-T-H-U-E 
823 at gmail.com. I am also available for all kinds of readings. Been doing professional astrology readings now for 19 years and uh, birth charts, uh, natal charts, um, or birth chart reading, um, predictive reading, where I do an astrological weather forecast for your next year, very much like this blog. Um, and um, relationship charts, children's charts, election charts for the best timing of an event, horary questions, if you have a question that you just can't seem to get the answer to, um, fixed star readings for deeper soul purpose, um, also available for uh, um, astrolocality services if you're looking to move somewhere else, looking for the more powerful spots on the planet for you. Um, so yeah, all that's available too. And once again, the email is M-A-T-T-H-U-E-823 at gmail.com. And drop me an email. We can talk prices. And um, also the blog is also available on all kinds of um, podcasts. Um, you know, just go on to, you know, any podcast. I know it's on Apple iPod. It's on like 15, 20 podcasts. So just look up the Astrological Winds channel. And if you have YouTube or if you don't, become a YouTube, um, get a YouTube account, become a follower, put your notifications on, and you'll never miss the blog. Um, I try to social media bomb some of you guys. Um, it, you know, there's a lot of you to do that too. There's hundreds of people following the blog. So I need you to be a little bit more self-responsible if you don't want to miss it every week and just become a follower somehow and, or remind yourself each week. Um, all right. So that's all I got. Um, so let's try to go out there and, um, you know, introduce some positive chaos into our systems and see where those opportunities lead us.